Welcome to Talking Thomas, the podcast for everything Thomas related, Charlie Time Station, and everything in between. I'm Orion. I'm Tony. And today we're going to be doing a uh, commentary on Foolish Freight Cars, A Proud Day for James, and Thomas and the Conductor. These are the uh, the next three episodes in the first season of Thomas. So we're just going to dive right in. We're uh, going back into the world of James the Red Engine. And uh, we're going to start here with Foolish Freight Cars, also known by its UK title of Troublesome Trucks. And uh, we're going to go ahead and press play now. It's establishing shot of uh, Thomas going past the shed while James is sitting in there looking morose. He's quite a nice. Uh, see, season one has quite a, lot, a nice lot of establishing shots. Absolutely, and I, I would say it probably has the most episodes that start out with uh, a, a, a further away shot of Timothy's sheds and then uh, a slow zoom into uh into the shed that a, a lot of the episodes start that way to establish the scene um but this one's nice because it does feature a bit of uh, a bit more action in the foreground than we that we often see in, in other episodes of season one as we mentioned that uh, a lot of season one uh has it's almost creepy um because hmm. sometimes it's just one engine alone on the set as opposed to a lot of other activity going on so um, and this is the first time that we do see an engine cry, I believe. It's, it's, it's implied that Henry is crying in the, uh, in the tunnel when he's shut up in there, but, but we don't actually see tears. Whereas in this one, we do, or we did see a, a tear on James's face uh, a moment ago. Absolutely. Uh, now, this, this episode both creates and doesn't necessarily create a continuity error with the railway series. And I, I say that because by the time of uh, Troublesome Trucks in the railway series, Thomas would have already gotten his branch line, yet here is Thomas. But in the railway series, there is an engine. It's not referred to as Thomas. It's just referred to as a small blue engine who just happens to look exactly like Thomas. And so it's not quite a continuity error, but it kind of is at the same time. Absolutely, yes, because he, he wouldn't have been shunting <laughs> at right. this time. Right. And this is, uh, this is nice, too. Um, is this the first time that we see this set? The, the one with the uh, really the skinny trees? trees? Yes, yeah. yes, I believe it is. I, I believe, yeah, I believe that, that is the first time. We, of course, see it a few other times throughout the series, um, notably in uh, Trouble in the Shed. Right. And I believe we also see it in Percy Runs Away and then also at night in The Flying Kipper. Right. And that that set with the really thin trees is one that I, I quite like that set. There's just something about it. Definitely, um, and and a lot of these sets in the in the first season they they get a lot of mileage out of these sets, um, uh, especially the Gordon's Hill set is used a lot, uh, Natford is used a lot, and Tim the Sheds is used a lot. Um, so those ones especially are are used the most, I would say, um, and then other ones are are used uh, sparingly. But, well, 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 when you think about it. They didn't have very many sets. Uh, th- there weren't very many locations in the early railway series stories, so it kind of makes sense uh, that they wouldn't have as many sets in the first season, at least. 
No, absolutely, yep. And uh, and the world of Sodor would expand greatly with uh, with subsequent seasons. So this was always one of my favorite episodes growing up. Um, I'm not quite sure why, because I wouldn't necessarily call it one of my favorite episodes now. But for some reason, this was one that I always enjoyed. And if you do look closely here in this scene, you can see a string pulling James up the hill, a little piece of uh, fishing line um, to, to, uh, to give that slow movement up the hill. Because, uh, of course, he, he could get up the hill himself, but they were pulling it to give him that slow look because uh, I'm guessing it, it, he would have gone too fast if they had just used uh, the control. Exactly. And again, a nice little, uh, some more uh, use of the uh, James's music here. So. And it's a different version of his music than we use. It's the uh, slightly slower, slightly less jazzy version of his theme, which I quite enjoy. Absolutely. And this is yet another episode... Uh, ending at Naren Station with Sir Topham Hatt. Um, you know, it, it feels like a kind of a pattern at this water tower here. Um, you know, and, and when we're watching these all in, in succession, you, you see the pattern of, of this first season, certainly. It is interesting how many of the Series 1 episodes did end at Marin. So. That was quite nice. Absolutely, yeah. Nice, uh, nice episode, and a nice, uh, nice title change too. From troublesome trucks to foolish freight cars. Of course, they they used uh, case of U.S. rail uh, railroad uh, terminology used um, in the title, as opposed to just changing the the title to uh, for uh, other purposes. Uh, this one actually right. changed it, you know, for for terminology and in. Um, the the last episode that we will do a commentary on today, Thomas and the Conductor, is another case of that too. We don't call them guards here in America; we call them conductors. Um, and same right. with uh, trucks; we don't call them trucks here; we call them freight cars. Or um, yeah, it, yep, freight cars mostly. So um, so that's uh, it, it. Was a good change, which which always reminds me not to go too far off topic for a moment. If you'll indulge me for a moment, uh, that reminds me of many many years ago uh when sif used to uh sif being sold around the forums used to put out redubs uh there was a uh, one of the mods named alaric put out a a, a uh, trilogy of redubs based on the troublesome engines trilogy from season one and it at the end of each one he would have a five to ten minute monologue of a different mod named the old bean uh doing a sir topham hat voice what i can only assume is a um a imper- impersonation of michael angelus doing uh the fat controller uh the fat controller's monologues and in the second one he brings up um, the the difference between freight cars and uh and trucks actually cars and trucks technically right so yeah, absolutely yes. it's a the Lovely uh, Michael and, and Jealous with his uh, Chomash narration. Uh, Chomash. <laughs> um, yes. But, uh, but uh, here, uh, so that was uh, Full of Freight Cars. It's a, a, a nice episode. And I would say it's, yes. it's probably my, it's definitely my favorite episode of the, uh, the James trilogy that we have here. Yes. Um, it's it, definitely the best one. This one that we are about to, Review is is my least favorite, and uh, I would say <laughs> it it uh, might be my least favorite of of uh, season one. But uh, but we'll I'll evaluate uh, once uh, at the end of 
um, at the end of the season again. But uh, but this for a long time, I, b- I believe, has been my least favorite episode of the season. Uh, just uh, and uh, we'll we'll talk about why, uh, and uh, yep. we'll uh, go ahead and start the episode here, and you can uh, press play now. It's another episode uh, we, we were talking about noticing patterns and that there, you know, the, the episode seemed to end at Marin Station, whereas at least a few of the episodes now have begun at night at Tidmouth Sheds. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, the just great lighting for the night shots in season one and season two. Um, mm-hmm. uh Pure darkness, as opposed to from season three onwards, it was a bit more of a blue, like a, a moonlit night, um, which right. we don't get as much in this one. It's more artificially lit, basically. It looks like it's pitch black outside, and then there's um, some lamps. So, exactly. And uh, as we discussed in one of the earlier episodes, David Mitten, uh, uh, may he rest in peace, uh, was a huge fan of the night shots. And so um, I'm, I'm sure that uh, filming them uh, was, was a nice treat for him. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, uh, but, uh, but here we go again with um, basically more of the, more of the same um, James being sad here. Um, and of course he's, yeah. uh, he's uh, shunting the coaches into the station here for, for Gordon. Um, but uh, right. just something I, I, I'm not, I've never been quite sure why I dislike this episode so much. Uh, okay. But I, I guess it just not that much happens in it. Um, and, you know, similar to the story of James at the top hat, um, it probably would have been one that would have been better if it had been combined with something else, but there isn't another story really to combine it with. So therefore it has to be, it has to make up the full running time. And I feel that it's just, it's not, it's not worthy. Um, and mm-hmm. I, it's just not, it's not one of my uh, it's not one of my favorite stories and uh and we mentioned before that the Reverend W Audrey was not a fan of this book in particular um he, he wasn't a fan of his his writing or his storytelling in this book and I, I would agree that this this story and James of the top hat were were quite weak in his uh in his overall uh catalog right and we see some more of the uh, stock orange coaches that uh, have the same uh, body uh, of Annie and Clarabelle. Definitely, and I would say that this episode that this episode has grown on me um, in recent years. But uh, if I had to, you know, we have to rank them somehow in our mind, I suppose. Um, right. And uh, and it's still better than any other children's television. But I would, I would say that this, <laughs> and it's certainly better than some later series that would follow. Um, but yes. I, I would still say that this is, this is my least favorite episode of the, of the first, of the first season, although it does have its moments. Oh, yes. And I think this is one of the first times that, um, I believe it is the first time, in fact, that the fat controller, or Sir Topham Hat, rather, has, you know, like, silence or stop that noise or, you know, blown a whistle to get people's attention. Right, absolutely. And again, kind of a trope that would be used uh, throughout the rest of the throughout the rest of the series. Now, I do have to say, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, kind of uh, dissing on this episode a little bit. I like this. I do like this uh, this ending here um, because mostly 
because it allows us to see, uh, you know, some of our favorite locales of, of Sodor. And it, it's just nice to see James Pull in the express. But, um, but other than that, I, I'm not a huge, not a huge fan. Right. I think this is the first time that we see an engine other than Thomas do the excited eye roll as well. Yes. Yeah. You're probably, yeah, you're probably, probably right. Um, Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, later the eye roll will be used for James when he's on the turntable and tenders and turntables, but not because he's excited for sure. <laughs> no. No. And the ending, I, I I don't mind this episode as much. I just feel like, okay, he pulls the express once, awesome. And then it just sort of ends there's not like really a natural ending it just sort of ends right exactly and i guess that's 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 part of my issue with it as well um it's just that the, right. it's just not that much of a story really there are there are people who have, right. who have leveled criticism at the railway series for many many years and the you know the, the tv series the early tv series i i suppose um that they're they're not really stories they're kind of just simple slices of life um, because they don't right. necessarily have a defined beginning, middle and end. And that's what, uh, when hit uh, took over and decided to do series eight and extend the episodes to seven minutes, that's what they were trying to go for is to have a more definite beginning, middle and end. And I can understand that the criticism of, of some of the episodes, I wouldn't say that the series at that time had an issue with that, but if you were only watching no. these episodes here, they, they do sometimes yes. have an issue with that. And that's because of their source material, the, the early railway series stories. Right. So, Right. Well, whereas the later railway series stories would, as, as the Reverend W. Audrey's writing evolved, so did the stories, you know, because the stories do come to have a beginning, middle, and end. Oh, definitely. You know. Yes. Or, well, we're out of James territory for a while. I'm back in, uh, get a, um, we saw a little bit of it at the end of uh, Thomas Saves the Day, uh, but we finally uh, do get our first full look at Thomas's branch line in uh, this next episode. Definitely, and this is the this would be the the first book that is adapted in order, and with each story given its own episode, um, because the three railway engines those stories were done in order, but Edward uh, Edward's Day Out and Edward and Corden were combined. Um, into into right. one episode and Thomas the Tank Engine, um, those stories were uh, uh, were not told in order because Thomas gets tricked was told first and then uh, later on the the other three were were after the uh, th- the episodes based on the three railway engines. So this is the first time that a whole book is is told in its entirety. Right. So we're gonna begin the episode now then. And, uh, yeah, you can press play now. So, and I, I almost instantly liked the look of Thomas's branch line. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, is, is this the first time that we do see this one or is this, is this shown in, uh, in, um, at the end of, uh, of Thomas, uh, Thomas saves the day. I don't believe it is. I believe this is the first time. We did. We we get very little of Thomas's branch line. We basically get to see him run up and down a line of track, and then we see him at uh, at at one of the stations on on the branch line. Where, uh, if you recall, it's where Henry is running light engine for some reason. 
Absolutely. Um, and I do feel that, that perhaps that shot of him coming out of the tunnel would have been an appropriate um, piece of footage to use for the opening titles. I'm kind of surprised they didn't use that, um, that shot. Um, right. put, well, they do use the windmill shot that we saw from in the yeah. right. Absolutely. Um, uh, just a, a little. Uh, I, I feel that perhaps the that shot um, as I as absolutely one hundred percent iconic as the windmill shot is. I, I would say that perhaps him coming out of the tunnel it, it would be slightly um, better because he comes right up to the camera as opposed to being so right. far away. But this right. this. This scene here epitomizes what we were discussing in previous uh, previously about the creepiness of season one. Um, this yes. is completely silent, with just some bird sounds, and him just sitting at the station. Um, and it's just right. slight. There's just something eerie about it. Um, right. That, um, but this is the uh, this would be the first time that we do hear um, all of Henry's sad theme, as opposed to just a tiny little bit of it that I believe that we heard in uh, Come Out Henry. Right. And this is sort of, we, we did get one indication in an earlier uh, Thomas-centric episode. This is the second indication that we get of Henry's issues. Yes, absolutely. And of course, this is Ellsbridge, but in the in the Railway series, this uh, this is technically Knapford, um, but they, they decided to name the big station, which is Tidmouth in the railway series, uh, Knapford in the TV series. But, uh, but, the, but right. in the, the railway series, um, Knapford is the, the junction between Thomas's branch line and the, the main line. Right. Uh, the bridge that overpasses by the lake is a nice set as well, which we can go more in depth about, uh, in in the next episode, I believe. Well, absolutely, and that's truly Ells Bridge, um, because that is the, you know, that is the bridge over the River Ells. So um, exactly. But, uh, but yeah, this is this is really nice. We get we get a, a a lot of little glimpses of Thomas's branch line, and of course, we do we will see more um, in some of the other episodes here. But uh, but it really is you know something I do want to comment on. It's just it's just great to be able to watch these episodes in such great restored quality. Um, you know, anywhere. Uh, you know, on, on, uh, even on DVD and streaming and, uh, on YouTube, um, as, as right. any of you listening very well know, there are lots of great restored episodes out there for viewing. Um, and, uh, but it's just great to be able to watch these in such high quality and higher quality than, than I certainly ever saw them growing up. I watched them on VHS. So they, and, and the U S VHS right. is where the masters weren't, uh, you know, they, they weren't very good. So compared to even the UK releases, so. The, this is I I concur completely. The, this is higher quality than I ever could have dreamed as a child. That's great. I mean, it really is. Just, it's just yeah. awesome <laughs> to be able to it watch is. these in, in such high quality. And again, this episode, you know, it's kind of short. Um, not a whole lot happens. So, um, really, the only thing that saves it for me is just all of the all of the little bits of scenery of Thomas's branch line here that we're introduced to, yep. but. Uh, but not not a huge amount of story here. I do like how this episode sort of gives you an extended version of the of of the opening to the series. In that one of the first scenes is him by the windmill, and then at the very end we get that shot of him going under the bridge 
and then pulling into the the uh the other station yeah absolutely yeah that's it's nice to it's nice to um to actually see those used in the in the in the series because you know up until this point um you know we are we are on episode 11 right now um, right. And, and up until this point we haven't seen those those used yet because they uh we've only been on the main line basically so um it, it's right. certainly nice to see those from the uh from the intro definitely so that was uh, that was thomas and the conductor or thomas and the guard for for our um non-us listeners mm-hmm. um an was- overall good episode nice introduction to the stories from tank engine thomas again um and mm-hmm. i i personally think this is one of the uh one of reverend's stronger railway series books in terms of the, yes. the stories that he told in it um and it's a great great development of of thomas as a character um and it's just thomas has a lot of great stories that you can write about him so it, uh, hence, it, hence why it, he's the title character <laughs> of the show it, it it is definitely one of his better early books i will say definitely um i, I think some of his later books where he does uh get more detailed and has uh, you know, where the stories have a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, I do think some of those are a, a bit better than this, but but of his early books, I would agree that Tank Engine Thomas again is probably one of the superiors. Oh, definitely. And in a future episode, we will be discussing uh, more about the Railway series and, and some of our, yes. uh, you know, maybe a, a top 10 list, uh, a bottom 10 list. Um, and then we'll also be discussing some of the uh, the works of Christopher Audrey as well. So, Of course. I mean, because we, we without the railway series we wouldn't have thomas absolutely so we, we gotta honor our, we'll honor our roots and and discuss the railway series which we which we both enjoy and both have uh opinions on and and uh and, and we we like them right um well this uh concludes another episode of the talking thomas podcast uh thanks much for listening and uh Join us next time for more uh, Thomas and Shining Time Station content. Absolutely. And check us out on uh, Facebook and Twitter. On Facebook, we're Talking Thomas and Twitter at Talking Thomas. And you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and Google Podcasts. All right.